mission for all time. This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Welcome, Craig. Hey, Luke. Also, back again, Dan Pierce. Welcome back. What's up? We get to have you back to discuss space goats because in World of Warcraft, you can you can play a space goat if you want to. But if you're watching Legends of Tomorrow, you get to watch Rip Hunter bellow like a space goat in the most recent episode. Okay, Luke. What'd you think? He's back. I... Your beloved person is back and bellowing like a space goat. You know, I'm I'm pretty excited. They're definitely telling a very creative and different story. You know, the entire space episode, uh, it's not a space goat. He's a <laughs> captain. He's a time master. He's a- he bellowed like a space goat, literally. Uh, when he was captured and they were about to injure him, he literally bellowed like a space goat. And with his beard and sideburns, he looked like a space goat. I, I mean, hey. I, I half expected him to bite off a, into a can or something. If he gets his way, he's playing uh, a young Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts 2. Oh, Arthur, dear God. <laughs> Arthur Darville is, uh, just did an interview where he says he's game to play uh, Dumbledore. So that If they that turn is... Dumbledore into a space goat, we're really in trouble. He's a captain. He's not a space goat. No, for real, though. Legends has just been killing it. Having an episode entirely from the basis of Damian Dark and Malcolm Merlin as like, oh, we're unappreciated because Eobard treats us poorly. And to learn more about Eobard's situation where he can only stay in one place for like a minute. And and then he starts having to disappear because the um was, weird new speedster anti thing is hanging around. <laughs> it's a uh, black flash. Yes. He's back, which is, or he, he was introduced, which is fantastic. Uh, it really, it, it continues to open up the Berlanti verse and time. And I mean, we got to see um, Lily, uh, Lily Stein again, which is cool. Like, that show is just doing so many great things. But I gotta tell you, the best thing of all is Merlin and Damien Dark at each other's throats. I yes. love that. I love those two actors anyway. I mean, they've been in everything. I mean, uh, the guy that's playing Damien Dark has been in, guy who's in Justified and this and that and the other thing. That guy is terrific. And, and Malcolm Merlin is just exactly like the opposite. Uh, not I mean, Damien Dark is like pure evil, and and Malcolm is always trying to keep him from being totally evil. Don't just don't kill everybody. <laughs> I mean, I love those two back and forth. That that's by far right now my favorite part of that show, and certainly this episode was just all of that. And I, I just got John, such a kick out of it. John Barrowman, I've loved him since Torchwood, and absolutely, I prefer him as Malcolm over the other villains in this show. 
But one of the things that I liked about the episode was Stein's daughter. I liked how they reincorporated her into oh, yeah. an episode. Yeah. I thought Absolutely. that was well done. I thought his speech about, or not his speech, but him telling her that even though she wasn't basically intended, he she ended up being like an important part of his life and like he can't imagine it without her. I thought that was really well done. And even if we had to put up with bellowing space goats. Oh, get oh, rid of that. Okay. Rip Hunter. Rip Hunter is the worst. So. Oh, God, no. Rip Hunter's awesome. I don't like this care this characterization of Rip Hunter where he's changed his personality. I don't like that a whole lot. I don't like that person. I don't like Phil. George Lucas was better yeah, than the space goat. don't like Phil. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like Phil. George Lucas was pretty good. Like, I really like that stuff. Um, I like that he became an insurance salesman. That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nuts. <laughs> all of a sudden, he yells out, "I want to direct," and Nate can suddenly turn into steel again. Yeah, wow. and they're stuck in a trash compactor. Yes. Like, oh my <laughs> God, was that hilarious? That's the fun of legends. That. That's the fun of legends. It's yeah. I mean, oh, it's so good. And I, I have love, a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I love when it was uh, Amaya, Nate, uh, and Sarah trying to come up with all of the speedsters. And Nate's like, what if the speedster doesn't exist? And then Stein is like, oh, that's right. <laughs> you barked they have, a, they have a download, like a downloadable program guide so you can to keep track of all of the speedsters and all of the villains and all of the, I mean, I need something. I need like a program guide or, you know, like you go to the ballpark, you get a, you get a, a printout of all these, all the players and their stats. I need that for, for the, for the Berlanti first. You need that for the Harrison <laughs> Wells. On yeah. The for all the Harrison Wells. Yeah. No kidding. What to wow. be fair. I, I just need that for arrow. Like, that show's been going on for five years. Can you imagine the amount of villains that would be on that kind of pamphlet? Yeah. Um, you know, the only, the only problem I have, I love Rip Hunter, absolutely, but since he's been the Time Master, he can no longer be Doctor Who ever, and I think he might make a pretty good Doctor Who. Oh, hell no. No, 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 <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> Listen, I, I had to endure Skeletor as Doctor Who for the past whatever seasons. Uh, he's leaving. I mean, he, granted. Thank God. Gr I gra he's granted, he's my least favorite of the four that we've had the, like when, since it's been revived. He's, and, he's my least favorite of the 40 or so, or however many there have been. Tom Baker's my probably my all-time favorite. Uh, maybe the, who's the other guy we, we like so much? The, the one I like. Yeah, David, I, I liked Eccleston, but Tennant is probably Tennant, Tom Baker. Tennant is the Tennant. perfect doctor for me. That having been said, with him leaving the role, the Christmas or the the when Capaldi had the most recent that most recent episode, I enjoyed it. It was probably my one of my favorites of the episodes that he's been a part of, the Christmas episode. But. I am not going to shed a tear with him being gone because nope, he, his acting was fine. It wasn't his acting. It was just I couldn't get past the fact that he looked like Skeletor. The storylines, he didn't have a lot of chemistry with any of the companions that he had. Nope. 
even when you bring in people like Macy Williams, I liked like her being incorporated and I sort of appreciated how their characters interacted, but I just never ever felt that connection with them the way I wanted. This the most recent Christmas special, I saw that more. But and I watched it. I it was the first like him in the doctor is the first time since uh, the reboots happened in what 2000, whenever it was that Eccleston took over that I've been doctor who hasn't been the first thing on my DVR to watch. So I'm really intrigued to see who we get from another doctor, but it cannot be the guy who plays rip Hunter under <laughs> any circumstances, <laughs> no circumstances whatsoever. I'd be fine with him, by the way. No, I, Matt Smith was okay, no, but no, no, no. Arthur Darvel, but he can't be now since he's a time can't go from being a time master to a time lord. He probably could be a speedster <laughs> in, in this universe. Speedster, yeah, he's gonna be another speedster. Oh, but, but well, now he's evil. They scrambled his brains. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be great. That's gonna See, be fun. if I was gonna if I was gonna choose someone in that mode to be the doctor, and I'm not saying that he should be, but Matt Ryan, who played John Constantine on NBC show and then had the cameo episode on Arrow, I could handle him being the doctor. I would love him being John Constantine until the end of time. Like that. Like the only him problem joining... is the show sucked. Him on Arrow was a nice thing, but the show I tried watching that show. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's kind of like I couldn't get into it. I, I I'm gonna give it a shot at some point. Um, but don't waste your time. Seriously, don't oh. waste your time. <laughs> okay, just go um, see the movie again. I liked the movie a lot. There was Constantly. some there was some casting news last week. We talked a lot about Riverdale, so we didn't discuss a lot of news. But Terry Hatcher, who from the moment Supergirl premiered, I was like, Terry Hatcher has to appear yes, on this of show. Course. Well, <laughs> she is. It's been announced that Terry Hatcher is going to guest in the season two and be the season's big bad villain as we're going down for the last half of the season. How excited are you about that, Dan? Uh, I'm pretty excited. They they keep announcing uh, all of these new villains and stuff, and it's pretty cool with Terry Hatcher and Kevin Sorbo and uh, Terrell Tilford. Um, I, I know you were excited about the Terrell Tilford, right, Luke? Oh, yes. A- <laughs> absolutely ecstatic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm i looking forward to at least Terry Hatcher. Um, I, I just I don't know what Dean to Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher have to share a scene. That's all I'm saying. Has to happen. Yeah, this show isn't sweet and sappy enough as it is. We're going to have those two share a scene. <laughs> it, it ha- wow. they, have, they have I want to barf when I watch this thing. I, time to get, you know, the diabetes from watching this show. So, yeah, that's going to happen. I'm going to love it. Ha ah, Sarcasm, irony, no. You're the only ever. person I know who doesn't like Supergirl, and I don't understand uh, it. Oh. I, I can't even imagine liking it. I don't know anybody that likes it other than... You, Luke, and whoever is on your coattails mm-hmm. or whatever. I just don't. I, you know, it's just, yeah, you know, I watch it because of the podcast and because it, it is kind of a superhero thing, but oh my God. <laughs> cat, cat left, and I just can't even 
get into it anymore. Now, but I'm watching it. So. Dan, this last week on Supergirl, Supergirl's not taking Jimmy Olsen's secret very well. Yeah, it is kind of lame, considering she just got back from Earth One, where she's sharing scenes with, like, Mick Rory and Oliver Queen and John Diggle and Thea Queen and all of these people that do not have superpowers, and yet she's going to condemn Jimmy Olsen for standing up for the little guy and being a vigilante when she's sharing all of these moments with a, a bunch of people who don't have enhanced abilities whatsoever. It's it's so hypocritical. I understand she well, like How much her. is it how much is it though that she just doesn't want him to get hurt? She's worried about him getting hurt and maybe maybe this is the, a man the that she had a romantic interest in at some point. Yes. Yeah. So she she may not want him to get hurt. Certainly there's got to be some jealousy because you know she doesn't really want to share the spotlight with anybody. That's kind of been obvious from from the beginning but and she's not sharing it with the people in the other verse because they're not they're not here. And of course she's doing all this pretty much on her own with some help from the Martian Manhunter is um, getting a little help from him every once in a while. She's basically the, the hero or the heroine in the show. So, um, but uh, and every once in a while, Monel steps in, which kind of sounds like a, a, a disease like mono Monel. Anyway, now she doesn't, you know, she's jealous. She wants to be the star. She's always wanted to be the star in this, in, in her own, in her own movie, I guess you can say. And she is. So, uh, yeah, but I think I think a lot of it is that she's she doesn't want him to get hurt. So that's kind of the understory I think that they aren't talking about right now. Well, speaking of someone who wants to be the star of the show, Mel. Oh God, what do you mean want to be the star of the show? I am the star of the show. Well, you are the making star a of grand fancy entrance. Yeah. Welcome, Mel. Hey, hey, everybody. We're in the process of hey. talking about the Berlanti verse on the CW, and before the podcast, we we're sort of just discussing the state of Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. And one of the things that I'm just getting a little bit worried about with Supergirl is that they're trying to make it super friends. Whereas I can see why Arrow has all the people on his show because it's the oldest of the, the superhero shows on the CW. On The Flash, even though even though he has a great supporting cast, he's still the one who normally does a lot of the actual combat of course now we have wally doing more but still it's pretty much just the two of them for the most part and legends of tomorrow is great because everybody gets in on the action but supergirl to me is sort of a solo show where they need to emphasize her and i've had a big problem with supergirl ever since they well with supergirl's jimmy olsen becoming the guardian because it seems like here we have a show that has a female lead She's as powerful as Superman, and yet they think that she needs to have this cast of men who are doing this stuff for her. That's my first problem. The second problem is, why does she need to be like Arrow? Why does she need to be like Legends and The Flash and have other people who are always fighting? Why can't the emphasis be on her? They did it really well when they had Superman come in. Superman came in, helped her a little, and then left. They don't need all these supporting characters, but I thought it was an interesting topic because I'm see like to me, it's sort of a warning sign or a warning flag about where Supergirl girl is headed. Dan, 
what do you think? I don't necessarily like mind the occasional support and stuff because I I also view Jimmy Olsen as like he is a major character from not only Supergirl but Superman and like the extended DC universe as a whole. It's kind of like um if Bruce Wayne was ever name dropped in uh or any of the Waynes or a Wayne or um <laughs> getting like name dropped Yeah, on Powerless where it's it's an extension of the universe. It's kind of a wink to the fans. Only in this situation they're fleshing him out. That that's but they're like but is, they're fleshing a flawed character out by detracting from Supergirl. Jimmy has been a problematic character for that show since day one, and they seem to be trying to salvage him by giving him this role, at least in my opinion. And in doing so, they're undermining the central character of the show. I I I don't disagree with them <laughs> undermining the central character of the show. I think they're doing that definitely. But I also think that they're doing that in the way she's reacting to him being guardian. I think it's a, it's a dumb reason to create a good dynamic because I really like the idea of Kara, Wynn, and Jimmy just being at each other's throats. That's fantastic. But to get to that point in having her be upset that he's a vigilante when she had no problem with vigilantes elsewhere. Like that just, that, that seems like a logical leap. Okay. Mel, have you been keeping up on the superhero shows? Um, I do watch the flash. I am in the middle of a legends of tomorrow binge and Supergirl. I actually kind of gave up. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, good for you. Yay, yay. I'm totally sorry. Awful. I just, I was just like, this is stupid. This show is stupid. Stupid. Like, I just never, I don't know. Me and Supergirl never really connected a lot. I tried. I tried very hard, but it's just, and I, I think it's a lot of what Luke's saying is that, you know, they're making all the supporting cast really the stars and and not Supergirl, because that's why I would want to watch the show is for Supergirl, and she just needs a lot of help, poor thing. And I think the show needs a lot of help, like the stories and everything. It just, it needs help. So, so where, Luke, where are you at? What? Wait, wait, there is one person you know. I, I have now found a second person who doesn't like Supergirl. Yes, Craig, <laughs> I will admit that. Uh, okay, so okay. where at in your Legends binge are you? Are you in the first or second season? In, I think we're in the middle of the first season. Okay, oh, so yeah. just as an FYI, the first season sucks. The second season is fantastic. So if you're enjoying it, wrong, 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 wrong. I don't think the first season is terrible. I'm just like, okay, I, I like either. this. It's okay. If if you okay, so if you're enjoying the first season, the second season is still even better because because well, they get rid of the hawks, um, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, before Mind we go up. on, I do have to ask, what do you think of Rip Hunter? Because we had discussed this before the, before <laughs> your arrival. Um, he's okay. Like, I don't necessarily love him, but I don't necessarily hate Rip Hunter. I feel like Rip Hunter gets in Rip Hunter's way a lot. Like, that seems to be his problem. He's going to mess up himself. Okay. Well, trying to avenge the I, I here. I was hoping here. I was hoping for another person on the anti Rip Hunter uh, boat. Craig, what do you think of the fact that Supergirl is turning a little bit more into super friends than 
like say arrow is which i think maybe we should discuss arrow because i was watching it the other day and i was like okay i like all the people who are helping him but whatever just happened to him having a story i think there might be a little bit too much of that going around on all the same shows they're all turning into the same show well yeah but his is the non-super friends is what his is nobody's super and they're fighting these super people that probably could kick their ass so, uh, yeah, I find that to be a little disturbing, that maybe they don't need all the super people that the non-super people are fighting. But, yeah, it, Green Arrow has always been a loner. That's what I loved about the show to begin with. He doesn't need all of this. Diggle, great with Diggle, fine with Diggle. But it, every time, now they're hunting a new canary. What the hell is that all about? They're trying to get a new, what is it, black canary? And, I mean, we, yeah. and, we, and we had to endure Laurel Lance again. absolutely i was so upset when it was revealed that was black siren and not black canary oh my gosh i was so happy i I would Uh, rather have i would rather have had it be the stupid idea of having the original black canary back laurel back than the way they did it i just thought that was it was it was so obvious and so predictable that it it just seemed like it was dumber than hell i i'm sorry I, you know, I I wouldn't mind having her back, like Dan said, as herself. But because uh, God, you can always bring back somebody in superhero movies, particularly with the multiverse, they can come from anywhere. That one just, I thought, oh my God, it's so predictable, so obvious. You know, Todd picked it up even before I did. That's how obvious it was. Um, I was distracted, and he said, "That's just she's just going to be the bad the bad girl." And sure enough, and uh, anyway, I didn't yeah I didn't like that part. So, but too many. Too many, too much. Uh, I loved Arrow on his own. Well, last week's episode, you and Jamie gushed about Riverdale. Mel has had a chance to watch the pilot. So before we get to the second episode, I'll ask Mel, what did you think of Riverdale? Well, I like it so far. Um, It started off a little slow, but then it picked up, you know, in the middle. So now I'm interested to see what happens to everybody right now? Honestly, I am living my life for Veronica. Yep. I love her so much because when she read Cheryl into that box of her own cheerleading. Oh, oh, I was screaming. Okay. Anyways, not the point, but see, I knew she was going to try to get with Archie. I knew it was going to happen. Little Betty was all, Oh, you know me, Archie is just friends. And I was like, mm-hmm, she's going to take your man. Keep playing. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it. I just, I watched it happen. So, um, but no, that show actually has, it has a lot of promise and the cast is pretty strong. Like I didn't see a lot of people who just absolutely did not know where they were. So I am interested to see more of what Riverdale has to offer. The second episode took place, Craig, and it ended with Cheryl Blossom being arrested and her saying, I'm guilty. (laughs) Now, you know, if you're a soap viewer like I am. She said, I am guilty. Three words, I am guilty. So just be correct on that. You, for me and Mel, as a soap viewer, you hear that and you know for sure that she is not going to be in jail very long. Nope. Come next episode. What did you think of the second episode? What did you think of Cheryl being arrested? And the fact that Jughead knows about Archie and the teacher. The 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 the, the most amazing thing about the ep- second episode is the spider that Cheryl was wearing. <laughs> How obvious is it for it for the bad girl or whatever you'd call her? What's your name for him, Luke? Not uh, 
you have a name for him, but anyway, that the bad girl has a, sp- a spider pin on her on her dress. Now, how obvious is that? A spider pin. So, I mean, she's got her little web of lies going everywhere. She's got her little web of cheerleaders and everything else, but she's got a spider pin on her dress. That was way over the top, but funny at the same at the same time. Love the episode. It's not sweet and sappy like the other most of the other CD. CW shows, I mean, not sweet and sappy like most of the rest of them. This is this is hardcore fun, I guess you'd say. I I like nearly every moment of this show. Uh, I I can't get can't get over the the. This seems like it's wrong, politically incorrect to call the cheerleaders the River Vixens. You guys need to uh, count me on that. I saw some. Uh, Oddly enough, I, it's more like sweet and spicy than sweet and sappy at at points. I caught a caught a glimpse of a little Easter egg for "Can't Buy Me, Can't Buy Me Love," and they sang uh, "Sugar Sugar," which you discussed last week. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't want. I wanted that to be art, a song Archie wrote instead of it being the the um, the um, Pussycats. But I'll, I'll buy it. Uh, it's not my favorite version of Sugar Sugar, which was the actual Archie singing it, but but that was kind of fun. Um, what I liked about the episode low was... Low-fat the- milkshakes? I didn't get the low-fat milkshake. Those girls do not need to watch their watch their calories and drink drink low-fat milkshakes. And how in the hell did Betty turn out to be such a good girl with a mom that just... I'm loving her mom. Her I, there There is some sort of story that we're going to have yes, to find out. Is. Because that mom is just like in my mind. If watching it, I'm like the mom killed him. That has been that is. Like, I don't know if anybody else had that, but it's like Betty's mom did it. I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying I, she's one. She's near the top of my list of suspects. But I did think that I liked how Betty progressed in this episode. In the pilot episode, I thought that. They rushed some things in the Veronica, Archie, Betty triangle where it seemed a little bit forced. I think that Lily Reinhardt had enough presence against Veronica. But in the second episode, I felt that she did well. In her scenes with Cheryl Blossom, they, they, she did well. Against her mother, she did well. So it was something where she's coming into her own. Maybe it's just going to take a little bit more time. But I was impressed with the episode. I enjoyed it. I love that Jughead caught Archie. With Miss Gr- Grundy. Yeah, I liked that. I, li- weird, yeah. I liked how they, um, him, Archie and Jughead made up at the football game, sort of. Uh, it, that it was, was the Can't Buy Me Love moment. If you ever watch Can't Buy Me Love, the, 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 uh, the there's a moment where the two friends get back together and that's, that's what I caught in this episode was that was that moment where the two best friends are now, you know, they grew up together. They, they, you know, well, Archie snuck out of this part. I loved, I, I remember you sneaking out our, this is Archie's dad, Luke Perry saying, I've heard saying, you sneak out every, since you were nine or whatever, ever right? since you were nine and you went to jug or eight when you went to Jughead's uh, uh, treehouse. Yeah. I thought that was just, just cool. That was like so much of this is total teenage, teenage, stuff being thrown out there normal teenage junk being thrown out there and i i just get a big kick out of that mel i can't wait to hear what you think of the second episode but i also can't wait to know your thoughts on emerald city because last time you were on you hadn't watched and i suspected you weren't going to be a fan so i want to follow up what did you think of emerald city 
So I had the unfortunate displeasure of watching all hour and 30 minutes of Emerald City <laughs> on Hulu. And I unfortunately cannot get that hour and 30 minutes of my life back. Okay? Oh, no. <laughs> I hated it. So for anyone doesn't doesn't know, I am a huge Wizard of Oz fan. I love any and everything Wizard of Oz. That is my shit. Oh my god. So when I heard there was a live action Emerald City show coming out, could not wait. And then I watched it. And all of those feelings went away. All good feelings went away. So I'm watching. I'm like, okay. So of course we're gonna do things a little bit differently because we have to do things differently. So I'm like, okay, she's a nurse. She's helping people. She's going to the hospital. She has to go and look after her. I guess her mother, so on and so forth. Okay. All right. When is the tornado coming? Okay. Here's the tornado. Okay. Instead of the house, we're gonna do the car. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Cool. So imagine my surprise when we finally get to Oz, quote unquote, and. And I see that the Wicked Witch of the West is now a black woman and she's dead. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm like, oh, all right. So now the Wicked Witch of the West is black and she's evil and she's dead. All right. That's, <laughs> that sounds great. That's a great way to start this show. I'm already excited. I, I did think that when I watched it. <laughs> That I was just, I was like, really? And I almost turned it off right there. I almost did. And I was like, no, I told Luke I was going to watch this bullshit, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay? And as it kept going, I just kept getting more and more unamused. So the munchkins are now these really weird people. And the yellow brick road isn't really brick or a road. And it has, there's opium in the yellow brick road. And no one can figure out why they're all tripping balls. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's opium oh. on the road. So I don't understand how you don't. So what is going on in this show? That was okay. So she meets the scarecrow who's like, you know, he's got the skin melting off his back because he's attached there. And I was like, okay, that's kind of gruesome. That's a little cool. And then it just, it was dumb and I didn't like it. Okay. The just, beautiful land of Oz is turned into Mad Max. Yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, it, it was, you know, in Back to the Future Part Two when they go back and then Biff is taken over. That was Emerald City. Yeah, okay? boy, I couldn't agree with anybody more than I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I tried watching the next episode of Emerald City. I just, I, I can't. It's just. I couldn't get there, and I was like, okay, so we redid the flying monkeys. I was okay. Uh, it just is stupid. It, it's dumb. We're trying to make it, you know, extra gory and extra, um, what is it? Uh, uh, graphic. Uh, yes, graphic. That's a good Gritty. word for it. And I'm just like, this is not working. This is not why I love The Wizard of Oz. I love The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. because it's fantasy and it's, you know. I'm ugh. a fanatic of Wizard yeah. of Oz. I read all, the bo- read all of the books. Not everybody knows there's a whole series of Wizard yeah, of Oz. It's a, a whole lot. So I I'm read them like, all. Nope, this is not it. Not oh. this is not why I love it. There's, there's nothing about it. And this. I love, I even I love, love the Wiz, which is not really Wizard of Oz for me. Oh, no, the Wiz is fantastic. The Wiz because is it fantastic. Had it's same yep. It had the same fantasy element, that same kind of you know, yep. young, naive fantasy world that you love about the Wizard of Oz and the Wiz, and that's why I feel that that works so well, and it's a different yep. take on it, and I love it. And this. This is not the Wizard of Oz. This is Emerald City, which is has Wizard of Oz Easter eggs. 
but this is not See, this a is play that on. was my that was what i said about the the original i was like if this was an independent like if this was just an independent fantasy that didn't have any connection to wizard of oz it might be okay it might be pretty good but a, because a, because they're saying that it's connected to wizard of oz people who love wizard of oz are not going to enjoy this at all i don't i wanted it to be a once once upon a time type of take on wizard of oz i could have dealt with that but this no it's no this is no. not it this is a dystopian nope. future wizard of oz okay yeah question yep. though, guys is it better or worse than oz the great and powerful oh, oh worse it's a whole lot worse okay a whole lot worse okay Dan, See, I, I actually <laughs> not, to be, like not to be too harsh on it, but it's way worse. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dan, do you plan on watching 24 Legacy after the Super Bowl? Uh, I might check it out. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I think it's an interesting concept, and I really like the idea of restarting 24 as a whole. Um, but that that time slot is just it's it's kind of a trap sometimes because like certain shows it'll work like this show. It'll probably work. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when they did it with Glee and tried to do that. It was oh, kind of like comedies don't in recent, in recent years, at least the comedy picks that have been put after the Super Bowl have not been great episodes. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little, a little too much, a little too much, but this should be interesting. Um, I might check it out. Craig, I, you and I have been friends for years, and I don't know that we've ever discussed 24. Did you watch the original series, and will you be checking out the the sequel? I watched the, I Well, I'm watching the original series, and I absolutely love it. I will not be checking out the sequel. Nothing about the sequel looks interesting to me at all. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland made that made 24 for me. Uh, he's just so good in it. He's good in anything, but... Uh, I just I just can't imagine watching it without him. So nope, not gonna try it. Mel, Timeless returned. It's really good, but it's not getting that great of ratings. One of the show's producers actually put out on Twitter. He's like, "You need to watch it live. Our live plus whatever are doing great, mm -hmm. but we we're on the bubble and we need you to watch it live." What are you thinking? Just really upsets me because I'm like, this is a great show okay it's kind of an original concept we're going back in time and i like history you know i'm a nerd i can't help myself so it, it's a play on things and you see how they turn out and you see how they change things around and how it it pertains to the real world well to the world now and i really just enjoy it so i agree with one of the creators like y'all watch this show because it really is good like we're not making this up and it's definitely one of those shows that i don't go around screaming i watch because you know people like to judge you for being a nerd but still I'm just like, oh, it's so great. I I love it. And, you know, this past week it came back and we had Wyatt going back in time to try and stop his wife's killer from being born altogether. And boy, did he screw that up. Yes, he did. <laughs> like, good Lord. I'm like, so we're going back to the early 80s. He, the, the, the parents of his, wife's killer are about to get it on he's trying to prevent that he's doing a terrible job poor rufus is, gets dragged into this situation because he's the only one who knows how to drive the time machine yep. and he ends up you know spoiler alert ends up um killing accidentally 
the um <laughs> it was an accident. I will say that it was an accident. <laughs> he didn't mean to do it, but you know, life happens. And he ends up kidding the, the father of his wife's killer. So he thinks, oh well, I didn't mean to kill him. I mean I was gonna kill him, but I didn't mean to do it like this. Oops, right? <laughs> Those moments. Yeah, oops. <laughs> My bad. He tripped and fell, hit his head. Oops. Anyways. And then Rufus was like, well, we got to go. We got to go. So he ended up leaving. So, and then turns out in the end, he still didn't prevent his wife from being killed. But I'm like, why would you trust Garcia Flint? Why would you trust him when he says that, you know, this is the guy who killed your wife and we, you should go back and kill him and make sure, you know, that he's never born and that none of these things ever happen. You can save your wife. I'm like, what makes you think that he's not going to go back and kill your wife anyways? He has the mothership. So, yes, you saved the other two girls, but you still didn't save your wife. And you know why? Because you weren't supposed to save your wife. Because you're not going to. Because Flynn's going to make sure that you don't save your wife. Come on, man. Thank <laughs> Craig, I wanted to ask you about Gotham. Because the wannabe Joker is back. Oh, yeah. And the reason why I say wannabe is technically this isn't the Joker, but... Anyways, go ahead. He's a fantastic actor. He's a fantastic actor, and he's a hell of a lot better than Leto in that Leto, sorry, Jerry Leto in that role. I real this guy is nuts, nuts plus. Uh, <laughs> Penguin has told Enigma that that he loves him, and that's all. That's all a mess. I'm telling you, I'm just. I don't know how you can't be fascinated by this show at all. The, all the crap that's going on in it. Uh, every single moment of Gotham is just a delight for me. I'm sorry, everybody out there. Uh, this is, it's just, it's just a great show. And there's always a bunch of shit going on constantly. You can't keep track of where things are going. And every twist and turn is bringing something new. Um, the kid playing Bruce Wayne, who will become Batman, is looking. Actually, he looks a lot like he'd be a, he'd be a good Superman. He just, uh, all of a sudden, he's fighting. He's really fighting back. I mean, fighting and becoming the character that will be Batman someday. So, yeah, I'm loving every bit of it, particularly the Enigma Penguin story. God knows how that's going to end up. And they both got have to live because they got to be around when Batman actually becomes Batman. But so, uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's just so convoluted and so it and so dark and dingy and whatever that that it's it's fun it's entertaining it's something that dc misses in so much of its other stuff but it's a heck of a lot darker and and, See, and yet still as funny as as some of the stuff that they're doing on the cw one of our longtime daytime confidential listeners who is is also listening to geek confidential has been trying trying to convince me to watch gotham and well, I will admit that it has improved since the first season, and I watched the first half of this season. It wasn't bad. It's just, for me, it's not one of those ones where I'm going to watch. It's not going to be must-see because, A, I'm not invested in the villains. B, it's a, it, can, it goes into criminal minds a little bit too much with the gore and the graphicness and stuff. And so he's like, you really need to watch it. You really need to watch it. It's the best one out there. And I'm like, well, I'm sure I'll get to it. So I was thinking about actually watching the most recent episode because Cameron Monaghan was back as Jerome. And then I saw a clip of him stapling his face to his head. And I was like, <laughs> nope. 
I didn't want to mention nope. any of that, but yeah, it's, I, it's oh, like, yeah. nope, 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 nope. I they do cut not. Off his, they cut off his, some guy cut off his face so he could act like Jerome. And of course, and of course, Joe Rome gets his face back. And, and it's so, it, it is so over the top, but it is classic Batman. This is the kind of characters they had. In, in I the understand Batman. that that is classic Batman, but I do not need to see a what is per, portrayed as like a 16 to 18 year old kid stapling his face back to his head with a but stapler. He, no, 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 no. He is I N S A N E insane. I understand and, that, but I don't need Joker to see it. Was guess what? That was the Joker. <laughs> well, oh, two shows. <laughs> Two shows that are also back that I'm enjoying. Uh, the the Magicians Returned, I think we're on its second or third episode. I'm actually enjoying this season over the first season. The first season was a little bit too dark for me because of where it went in the last couple episodes. But this season has shifted a little. They're in Fillory more, where it's more magic and fantasy-based than the real world. So it's improving for me. I'm I'm intrigued to see where the rest of the season goes. The Expanse is back, which if you're looking for your next Battlestar Galactica, the first season definitely gave you vibes of that. The season premiere happened this last week, and they are definitely going for space opera with battles, very much the same way that um, Battlestar Galactica balanced like the big space battles with the political intrigue. They're really balancing that well. I cannot wait to see how the rest of um, the season plays out. Dan, before we wrap things up, anything anything getting you excited in the geekdom? Uh, yes. Um, it's kind of back to the Berlantiverse, but I'm pretty pumped that Darren Chris is going to be a music meister for the musical episode of the Flash and Supergirl crossover. Oh, God. That's going to be good. He's a good singer. And the fact that you have three people from Glee on those shows, then that's going to be, that could be good. I don't want to watch the Flash singing and dancing. Okay. Me either. Oh my God, Mel. Hey, hey. And you know, I like musicals. You know, musicals is. Luke actually talked me into watching Glee for a while. And it was okay to to watch, but the first two seasons were okay. Nope. Uh, But here's the thing. Girl Flash crossover musical. Somebody should do, should be fired for that shit. Hey, no. But but <laughs> hey, Buffy hey, the Vampire Slayer, get... Buffy had a musical episode, and it's noted as one of its best episodes. Is Joss Whedon writing this? Touche. No. I will give you that. <laughs> if hey, right. if we can get if we can get Joe West singing again, and oh, plus they're a... oh he's fantastic, and plus they're bringing Martin Stein on to sing as well, which I want to know how that's gonna work. Well, they've got they've got well it's legends of tomorrow. They can show up at any time in the, in the timeline, you know, the fact that you have, I mean, those shows have so many musical talents. I can't imagine that this isn't going to be done. Well, yeah. Who cares? It's, it's superhero singing and dancing. I don't get it. You are watching Gotham. You are watching Gotham where, forgive me, because I do not remember the villain's name. The man is basically controlling people with his blood because he has some sick obsession with his sister. Any argument you have about a musical episode is null and void. 
Boom! So, wait, wait. What does on, that have on, to do with? On wait, that wait. note, we would encourage you to comment on oh. this episode at geekconfidential.com. <laughs> Lipa strikes again. Follow us on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com/slash/gkconfidential. Wow. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash/gkconfidential. You can weigh in on this episode. We look forward to hearing what you have to say. Melody, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at my name, Melody Akles, M-E-L-O-D-I-E-A-I-K-E-L-S. Craig, where can they find you? You can find me at Z Movie Maniac, or once in a while you can find me at MovieMadnessPodcast.com. Dan, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter at DanPierce42. And as always, you can find me at Luke underscore Kerr. We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye. Bye.